This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Texas Boot Company, located in Bastroff, Texas, nationally renowned for hundreds of unique styles of exclusive boots, handmade by some of the best boot makers in Texas. Head to toe outfitters, whether you're all cowboy or just from the shins down, check them out and enjoy free shipping nationwide. Visit www.texasbootcompany.com for more information. In this episode of Rolling with Ray, you will meet Aaron Kiltz. Aaron is the founder and director of Brookwood in Georgetown, BIG. Big is the first replication of the Brownwood community in Brookshire, Texas. Prior to moving to Georgetown, Aaron co-founded His Grace Foundation with her husband, John, in 1998. His Grace Foundation is a nonprofit organization that provides physical, emotional, and financial support to patients and families on the bone marrow transplant unit of Texas Children's Hospital. Aaron also co-founded Wheels for Fun in 2006, a company that creates custom spoke guards for wheelchairs. Each of these endeavors was inspired by the youngest of the Kilt's three children, Gracie, who was born with Down syndrome, battled leukemia, and was left with severe brain damage after serious treatment complications. Aaron's love for her daughter and family, combined with her years of experience in nonprofit management and development, interior design, and education, make her a true visionary who has brought a future and hope to our big citizens through her creativity, endurance, and compassion. On September 8th, 2018, Gracie unexpectedly departed for heaven. Gracie and John are more than committed to seeing that Gracie's life and legacy continues thriving. She gives all glory and honor to God for giving her the privilege of leading the big mission. Aaron has also discovered that there's no greater joy than being a grandmother and spending time with her six grandchildren. It's my honor and privilege to introduce you to Aaron Kiltz. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for uh, coming on my podcast called Rolling with Ray. Well, I am delighted and honored to be invited, Ray. So thank you so much. Great. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it. Um, can you tell me a little bit about Gracie, who is your youngest daughter born with Down syndrome? And can you tell me what kind of individual Gracie was and how she inspired you? Wow. It's, it's kind of hard to articulate um, the impact Gracie had in um, our lives, um, me personally, and then my husband and our children, our other children. I always think about when you throw a pebble into a pond and kind of the the ripple ring effects of that um, entry. Well, Gracie's entry into our lives was like a boulder being um, uh, thrown into our life pond. And um, I think about she was the epitome of joy and yet unexpected in every way. Didn't know until I uh, birthed her that anything would be different. And so 
Um, it was a surprise from the beginning, but I always said her entire life, we were surprised by Grace. Um, she uh, just encapsulated joy and really made us without one word, she truly defined who we are today. You know, God works in mysterious ways, Aaron, and uh, there's got to be a purpose. And, and uh, you know, Gracie's looking down down on us right now. I guarantee you that. Um, very Thank inspirational. You. In 1998, you and your husband co-founded His Grace Foundation. Can you describe what the foundation specializes and what they do? Sure. So as a result of Gracie's fight against leukemia at age two, uh, we began to see a discrepancy between the love and the outpouring of support we received versus my hospital neighbors who might have been from out of state, if not out of country, and the void of support they had. And that really inspired us to form His Grace Foundation as a way to provide tangible support for these families in crisis who were needing to focus on the fight of for life for that child uh, going through a bone marrow transplant. Um, so His Grace Foundation provides uh, financially, physical, emotional uh, needs for patients and families on the bone marrow transplant unit of Texas Children's Hospital. Great. That's awesome that y'all are, are doing that and, and serving a great cause. Um, I know Gracie has left a huge impact on you guys and uh, in the community. Can you talk a little bit about her legacy, her legacy and how it just continues to live on? Sure. So when Gracie was graduating from high school, um, you know, when, you, when you've been blessed with a child with special needs, I, I think as a parent, it's too daunting to look too far ahead. So you really take it a year at a time. And so Gracie was graduating from high school and lo and behold, she gets nominated as homecoming queen. And that was a complete surprise. And we thought that was our big win, was just her nomination. Well, she goes on to be, you know, not only nominated, but elected homecoming queen of Georgetown High School, a 5A high school in Texas, where usually it's the cheerleader and the football player. And that was an aha moment. That would have never happened in 1980 when I was graduating um, from Westlake High School. In fact, we really didn't see our peers with special needs within our, our school um, district. And so um, after the, you know, well, basically Diane Sawyer came and did a story on, on her homecoming queen. It was a huge deal for this you know, population to be elevated to that stage, that great honor. And so Gracie, as well as a gentleman with Down syndrome as well, were elected king and queen and ABC World News picked up that story and that went viral. So, you know, the very next week I had a graduating ARD 
with the educators of her high school and they knew we were on cloud nine and celebrating. And I said, what's next for Gracie and her friends? And they said, I, you don't know. And I said, no, you know, I kind of take it a year at a time. They said, Aaron, for Gracie, there's, there's really nothing, but for, um, you know, a few of her friends, there are a few possibilities, but really no long-term um, solution or community for, um, for these uh, individuals with special needs. And that was just kind of pierced my heart. And that was really what launched me on the mission of, of BIG. And through really meeting that post high school void of any continuing education, any um, real community for these individuals. And that is the lasting legacy Gracie is, is leaving um, is through the creation of BIG. That was, that was, I was getting into my next question is, <laughs> uh, you founded and were the director of Brookwood in Georgetown called BIG, B-I-G. As of January, you're now the Amorous Director um, and your role remains designing the residential community, scaling and replicating the model and fundraising. Can you tell our viewers what BIG does and how has that impacted the community down in Georgetown? Sure. So BIG really has a uh, twofold mission. One is to provide a very out-of-the-box, innovative vocational and residential community um, for adults with special needs. Uh, and we um, truly, like everything the citizens are creating, we call our participants citizens with a capital C because it is their community and they are truly contributing back to society, but everything they are creating is uh, sold in a beautiful gift shop and cafe in Georgetown, Texas. And um, they are truly flourishing like never before, given the opportunity to actually, you know, create beautiful things. And so that is the big is really the paradigm shift for this population. We believe that every one of our citizens have been made in the image of God and have gifts to contribute to the world. And that is what BIG does. And yes, right now my role has kind of shifted from the day in and day out managing over 90 individuals that come to BIG every day um, uh, to create beautiful things to now um, shifting towards the residential community, which uh, Lord willing will open in three weeks. And we are very, very excited about that um, full-blown residential community where our citizens will have a place to thrive for a lifetime. Because really the number one fear of every parent is what happens when I am no longer here to care for my child? Where will they live and who will care for them. So Grace Place, which is the residential community of BIG, will, will answer that need and that fear. How many residents will be in Grace Place? Grace Place will be home to 80 
individuals with special needs and really a very neurodiverse group of individuals. Um, Gracie obviously needed, after her brain injury, she needed full um, help. Um, and then we have those who are gonna be able to live in a tiny house um, at Grace Place. So we have a tiny home village and we have uh, community homes, which are more of a, a foster family model where a family lives in the same home, but they have their own quarters with seven individuals. And um, it will be not just a beautiful place for our citizens to live, but we will also have, just like we have the beautiful cafe and gift shop at Big right now, we will have uh, revenue generating components of Grace Place that will draw in the greater community and truly be a destination for the greater Austin area. That's great, Aaron. I'm, I'm so proud of you and the good things that you're doing to your community. Uh, can you also see a big in other communities? Well, we actually, during COVID, we had an aha moment where we, you know, for about 12 years, people would call me and say, hey, would you like to do this in Oklahoma? We, we have such a need here. We'd love to do this in Arkansas. And I just thought, wow, I can barely keep up with what's happening in Georgetown, Texas. Well, during COVID, when our citizens were at home for about six weeks until we were deemed as essential, we were doing Zoom and we were doing virtual programming and YouTube videos. And all of a sudden I thought, wow, we could actually help train and equip other like-minded leaders to do what we have done here in Georgetown, Texas. And so that's what we began to do. And on our 10th anniversary, we actually trained and equipped and opened Big Great Lakes in Gurney, Illinois. And, um, and then since then, we've trained seven other communities out of state to do the same thing. And so they're all at varying um, places in their development. Uh, some of them have already launched, some of them are waiting to launch, but they share the same model and culture. That's awesome. Can you tell me what uh, some of the most difficult challenges of your life have you've encountered? Yes, I can. I, I would say Gracie's birth, um, not knowing that she was going to be born with Down syndrome was a surprise. It, it didn't uh, derail me. I think Gracie's fight against leukemia and then the curveball of her brain injury was really took me to my knees and a, a whole different capacity. I think, you know, she, through her treatment, she contracted a triple bacterial infection and she went septic and she, her heart stopped beating for 20 minutes. And during that time, she incurred a traumatic brain injury. And so against all odds and against all doctors' prognosis, she lived, um, but she was much more limited. She lost her ability to walk, to talk, to eat, 
to know anyone. She was, um, for a short time, she was blind. And um, I remember after being in ICU for two weeks and then coming home with a completely changed child. And I remember falling to my knees and praying, God, show me anything good that can come out of a brain injured child. And I felt so alone. Uh, I think we can say God is good when there are blue skies and rainbows and things are going our way. But I think that statement is very much tested when we face uh, deep loss and grief. And so I found God's faithfulness in the worst of, of times and loss and grief, and that I don't just believe he is good all the time. I know he is good all the time, even in our suffering. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen to that. That was going to lead up to my next question is that your faith in God has had a huge impact in your life. Can you describe about how that has impacted you? And you, you've kind of talked about that, but is sure. there anything else you'd like to, to say about how that's impacted you? Sure. So I, um, Again, I think when I, I believe that all things, the good, the bad, the ugly, is all filtered through God's sovereign hands of love. And if you believe that, then the good as well as the bad as well as the ugly, um, there has to be a choice of trust, even without understanding the why that i know who has allowed this to happen and that his goodness has not changed and so that that informs my response i i can choose to be bitter or i can choose to trust that somehow, some way, that this tragedy that has broken my heart, that has uh, devastated me for the moment, that some way God is going to transform this tragedy into something beautiful for his glory. And, you know, if you look at the Bible, that's what he did throughout the Bible. If you look at your life, Ray, that's what he's done in your life. I mean, look what you're doing now. And and not that it makes it easy, but it it gives you a foundation of trust. And and I just thought the alternative of being bitter and not trusting God with this was something that scared me more than the decision to trust him with the things I didn't understand. What, uh, Aaron, you sent me that clip about the chosen on, uh, about little James, about, you know, yes. little James was uh, crippled and uh, he asked Jesus, 
when are you going to be able to heal me? And, and I love the response that Jesus told him is that you are going to be doing more for me than you would ever do if I healed you. Right. So amen to that. And, you know, Aaron, you're kind of in the same boat is that you are doing so much more for so many people that you're making an impact that you don't even realize, mm. you know, and amen to that. So uh, just kind of wanted to throw that out to you. Um, what is one thing that you would say to the world about Gracie? Mm. Wow. I, I truly felt like there was uh, one, I feel so honored that God chose me to be her mom and it felt the goodness of God felt so evident in and through Gracie. Gracie really exuded a lot of his character, which is unconditional love. I always felt so loved by her. She was always present. She had to be. She couldn't, she couldn't move on her own. And so when she was in front of you, she was in front of you and staring a hole through your soul. <laughs> she was very present. And it always was convicting as I was scurrying around getting things done, like, mom, just be still, just be still. And her joy, if we could bottle up her joy and sell it, we would be so rich. <laughs> she, in the midst of her being in a broken body that didn't work, the way she wanted it to work. She had something that made us all so much richer in spirit, which was this joy that just bubbled over and in through her. And I felt like that was the joy of the Lord. What advice would you tell someone who is going through the difficult times that you have experienced? Hmm. I would say cling to the only one who can carry you and the only one who can transform that tragedy into something of, of good for the benefit of others, of purpose, of all the things that we all desire. I can't imagine ever walking back through what I've walked through with Gracie but I wouldn't trade it for a million years. Um, he, he truly is the source of healing and sustaining us through those really difficult times. And so I, I don't know how people do it and I don't, I can't imagine doing it well without him. Absolutely. What inspires you today? The hundred other coworkers of Gracie's that uh, are just um, waiting for uh, for Grace Place to uh, com be completed. Um, they are a privilege to work alongside every day. They they get so much that we don't get because they have the faith of a child that never goes away. When, 
you know, when Gracie departed unexpectedly September 8th of 2018, one of our citizens got the, got to big early and her job supervisor sat down and, and told her that Gracie had been called home and she stood at the door and she said to every citizen that came in to work that day, did you hear the good news? Gracie is in beautiful heaven. She made it. That is something I thought, who has special needs here? Uh, Mary Catherine spoke a truth that we as Christians should believe every day, but we still think this earth and everything about it is we're just clinging on to it with you know you know white knuckles and she was rejoicing in gracie's arrival to heaven and one of her job supervisors said aaron the worst day of your life was gracie's best day ever and i thought amen amen to that that's that's such a touching story, and I appreciate you sharing that with us and to our viewers. Um, Aaron, do you have any regrets in life? I would say that in the midst of frantically trying to create this amazing community, which it is a beautiful, life-giving community, that... I was thinking this was all for Gracie's future. So I worked at a pace and it really stole away hours instead of being home at five and having dinner with Gracie and John, um, our other two children were already off to college. But I sacrificed time with Gracie that I could never get back. So, I always encourage our new replication communities, don't allow your ministry to become your, you know, mistress almost. Like you have to work at a pace that is sustainable and that is still honoring first and foremost your, your family. And so I would say that is the only thing that I regret. I am so thrilled that I didn't know that this would not be for Gracie's future, because if I had known the future, I probably would be out on some tennis court. But I have no regrets as far as uh, the focus, the mission of BIG and of Grace Place, and it is definitely what has kept me, you know, alive and purposed even after Gracie's departure. And for that. Uh, Aaron, you're, you're truly an amazing individual and a successful individual. Uh, where can people reach out to you if they have a question or want to know more about Big or even Gracie's story? Sure. So my email is very easy. It is Aaron, E-R-I-N, at big, B-I-G-T-X dot org. And my phone number is 512-966-7574.
Well, Aaron, we're out of time, and I really appreciate you sharing your story with Grace about Gracie, and you know her legacy still lives on forever, and will always live on forever. I appreciate all the good things and the great things that y'all are doing down at Georgetown. And if there's anything that uh, I can do, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. And uh, next time I'm down in Austin or going down to Austin, I'll make sure to stop by in Georgetown. Oh, Ray, I would so love that. And I just want to applaud what you have done in the midst of great loss and what you continue to, to do and trust God with because he shines through you. Well, I appreciate that. And God bless you and your family. Thank you. Thank you for watching and listening to my podcast. I want to thank the Grossman Byrne Foundation and the Texas Boot Company for sponsoring this episode. Make sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and on my YouTube channel called Rolling with Ray. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Should you be looking for a good book to read this summer, please pick up my book called The Life I Didn't Expect, Facing Adversity and Winning. It is on Amazon. Until I see you again, keep rolling with Ray. This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Grossman Byrne Foundation. The Grossman Byrne Foundation provides medical, financial, and emotional support to families who have suffered a burn injury, and they aid in the development of a self-sustainable communities worldwide through public education, strategic partnerships, and teamwork. For more information, go to www.grossmanburnfoundation.org or email inquiries to info at grossmanburnfoundation.org or you can call 866-411-4423 for more information.